joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Hempke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we got a great episode today put together. Chris and I are going to be going through stage one, two, and three of all the 5.9 Cummins. That's a... That's a lot to handle. It really five is. nine. There's a lot of different engines. There's there's we're 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 gonna we're we're gonna give some broad strokes. Yeah. Uh, set the expectation here. Uh, you know we're we're pretty mediocre at it. So you'll be you'll be excited for it. No, it's it's great. We got a lot of good content put together. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll talk quite a bit about about some a lot of different options and when and why we made those recommendations. Uh, before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Yeah. So, XDP, your one-stop shop for diesel performance, getting you set up on everything you need for your truck. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you need it, uh, if you want it, they probably got it. Exergy Performance, right? It's our one-stop shop for anything common rail injection system-wise. Lines, relief valves, injectors, pumps, um, definitely a good product. They've been a staple in the industry for years in the aftermarket performance or even like stock replacement stuff. That's right. So, you know, that's who we use. We use their additives. We use their fuel systems here. And, uh, you know, there's usually, as we as we talk to competitors in, uh, in a big scale, you know, usually those competitors, you know, in diesel motorsports have Exergy components for a reason. Yeah, all the badasses. <laughs> all the badasses. <laughs> yeah, all the badasses. <laughs> Um, okay, WC Fab. Uh, you know we love working with WC Fab. They got the coolest stuff out there. Uh, they have the the custom powder coating, which means you get the color and anything you want. It's, yep. it's awesome and it looks amazing. But they also have a lot of really really cool high flow bundles that are still able to. Uh, work with your truck in any sort of configuration to make it look awesome, make it run awesome, and get that truck full of cold air. And we know that's what diesel trucks love. Tell you what, I just saw a post from uh, from the guys over at WC Fab recently um, showing off their L5P manifold up-pipe kits, yeah. sets. Um a real, real nice piece. They offer manifold and up pipes for your 01 to 16. Um, then they have an exclusive, you know, L5P, you know, 17 up. Real, real nice pieces. They make them in-house, machine Love and all. Love it. Love it. Uh, and of course, last but not least, Calibrated Power, home of DuramaxTuner.com. That's where Chris and I work every day. We love yep. it over here. Uh, speaking of, just randomly, I'll throw this out there. I do currently have a position open for sales support at wow. the shop. You're so going to pitch that if, here. If you're a hardcore listener and you really want to be in the diesel <laughs> performance industry and you think maybe a, uh, a lifetime in sales is something that could be in your future, hit us up. Uh, let us know. You can email uh, Paul at DuramaxTuner.com if you have some interest in that. Yeah, please do not contact me with this. Contact Chris. He's the screener on it. Please do not. <laughs> At any rate, guys, uh, we got a really cool show. Like I said, we're going to talk about 12 valves, VPs, and the common rail 5.9 liters. Yep. Um, stage one, two, and three. That's probably the most vague term we could come up with. I hate that term. I we were just we talking about this, Paul. <laughs> we'll get guys, you know, oh, my truck, it's a stage one, or oh, I want to go to a stage two. You see a lot of stages from individual shops, right? Because they group products. Like we used to do bundle products, right? Yep. Uh, bundle uh, packs at the shop, power packs, if you will. And we would do like, you know, a 400, 550, right? Depending on the limitation of that specific package. Um, I see it a lot more in the car world, you know, stage one, two, three, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, you, we see that transfer over into the diesel the diesel scene. Guys will reference different stages, and um, I'm usually really um, 
annoyed <laughs> and i'm like i don't understand what stage like i don't uh, i don't i don't know what that is like what tell me what modifications you have to the truck and then we can group that together it's it's know? a very subjective term so so as we were coming up with it the way we kind of framed our stages was a jump in horsepower yeah so that's really what we're thinking about we're thinking about like ah if you're brand new to the truck you got something totally stock What's the first group of products you would throw on it so that you would have a noticeable jump in horsepower? What's the entry-level stuff? Stage two is like, okay, I'm digging the horsepower, but now that I've driven it for six months to a year, yep. I'm kind of thinking I need more. What's my next big jump? So, so we put all those together as, as kind of our stage two. Stage three, we really limited of like, what are your limitations? That's what we're going to talk about the yeah. most when it comes to stage three is you're going to be into a motor build after this. You're going to be into a girdle after this. You're mm. going to be into like a roll cage after this. Like it gets into a crazy, yeah. like no more street truck kind of situation after you're past stage three in, in our context. Yeah. Here I think, the show. I think the best way to break this down is your stage one are going to be your minimal bolt-ons, right? Yep. Your stage two, you know, your stage one limitation at that point is generally going to be transmission or turbo. Yep. depending on the year model your stage two you know you're getting a little rowdy you're throwing a trans you're doing turbo upgrades you know now your next limitation is generally going to be you know potentially the fueling on that given application yeah. and then your your stage three really is like what did you spec in stage two to get you into that stage three <laughs> for example you do a turbo upgrade right well now you need more fuel to support that well you're going to be limited in power based on what type of trans you put into the truck or what turbocharger you paired with that injector That's so right. Again, very subjective, but the group of upgrades makes sense throughout these stages, and that's that's really what profiles these as a specific stage. That's right. So I'll kick us off. Uh, 12 valve guys, uh, obviously there's some differences in the 12 valve, so I'm there just going to kind of broad stroke the stage one for the 12 valve, okay. right? So pretty much everybody out there, you're going to be looking at doing a fuel plate first. That's like the most basic thing you could do to an all-stock 12 valve, which if you could find one, uh, let me know. I'll buy it for a thousand bucks. And riders at it here real quick. Uh, this would be more towards the P-Pump, so your 94 that, to 98 right. trucks. You're right. You're right. Um, okay, every – God, your wastegate block, that's probably yep. pretty entry level. I think guys are going to be There's getting into it right There's hooks that you can get to kind of block them or limit pressure. Uh, the OG way was just block them and let them run, you know. So, hey. I mean – it's cheap horsepower. You, you can't see us both shrugging our shoulders of with, with mild level of approval and like, yeah, I would do it. I've like, done it. Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> eh. it's it, it's not professionally recommended, and there's reasons that wastegates exist, but like, it'll work for a while. If you're looking to fuck around, you'll you'll find, find out. out. <laughs> All right, uh, God, intake and exhaust. I don't. It's kind of like a staple on those trucks, you man. Really, just. That that is that might be the first thing I think guys would jump to is like, uh, well, I got it. It's stock. It's a barn find. Whatever. Um, intake exhaust on the way home. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, I have literally bought twelve valve trucks, and um, I, I found so there used to be this like intake that was real popular, and it was called a a B H A F a B half they call them, and it was just uh, the big honking air filter is what it was referred to as. Well, I found like the Napa part number, and I remember picking up one of my old second gen trucks. Bought it, went straight to the Napa here in town in Woodstock, actually. Yeah. Brought them the part number, bought just the filter, stuck the filter <laughs> on the factory, you know, rubber, accordion-looking hose. Sure. Dude, drove the rest of the way home, just turbo singing, dude. I'm loving you know? it. Just, Radio down, windows open, and turbo. 
<laughs> uh, Governor Springs. I think that's another pretty pretty basic. That might be yeah. your first week, second week of owning it. That's, you know? Yeah, I think if you're, if you're going to do it. fuel plate mods, you're going to do injector pump mods, the Governor Springs kind of go hand in hand. Um, you know, it's it's cheap power, right? It's, yeah. it's cheap RPM to gain, more or less. Um, but the Governor Springs, I think, are... A lot of guys do them. Don't necessarily know if there's going to be a ton of improvement until you get into the turbo and the fueling and the delivery valves, which are going to be in future stages. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I think that's a good point, right? Because some of your stage one stuff isn't necessarily all horsepower. That is kind of how we broke it down. We tried to think of like, as long as you're doing the fuel plate, yeah, you're probably going to do the governor yep. springs, right? Like, like you're probably not going to do one or the other. You're probably just going to do both. Um and you're going to do those really early when you own the truck, even though, like, the fuel plate, I think you're going to notice more of a, a difference in how the truck drives yeah. than the Governor Springs, right? Well, I also think, like, a lot of times in the early years, you would see you would see these trucks with, like, melted pistons and stuff like that because guys would do everything that we're talking about in this, like, stage one-esque, but then they would also overfuel the truck and throw delivery valves and injectors and just run the truck really hot. So the idea around formatting some of these stages are, hey, you were able to find that Cherry 12 valve. You want to upgrade it tastefully, but you want it to be reliable. These are kind of the blueprints of you can upgrade the truck in any way, but this is going to be a way where the truck isn't going to become handicapped because the truck got hot, the truck prematurely failed. Right. So right. walk us through. So, you know, we, we we have an extra 50, 80 horsepower bump on the stage one. The truck runs, you know, the truck runs, but, uh, you know, I, I want more and my transmission starting to slip a little well, bit. Well, that, that's that's pretty much the guarantee here, right? Yeah. Is, is, is once you're starting to get into this, and if you're you're a guy who likes horsepower, you probably use that horsepower once in a while, and that's probably going to wear down any transmission setup you have in these trucks. Uh, so you're looking at trans and turbo. That's that's your next big jump, yep. right? So, um, God, turbos. Walk me through it, Chris. What do you think a good, tasteful, daily driver 12-valve turbo upgrade is? Well, I mean, back in the forum, like back in the old days, man, you know, we're talking 10, 15 years ago, it was really common to bolt on like a, an HX40 style turbo yeah. or they're still floating around. You could do like HX35, HX40 hybrids. Really not that crazy of a gain, but, you know, like it, feels it was cool. an upgrade. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, technology has definitely advanced. So, you know, back in the day, you would either do something like that or like a smaller S300. You know, now, you know, there's drop-in style chargers that, you know, can really fit the bill of fitment and drivability. Um, you know, over at the shop, even, we have a couple different drop-in HX, HY35 style turbochargers that, yeah. uh, you know, depending on what kind of power output you're looking for, could, you know, potentially you know, drive nice, tow well, and still make some more power. So the turbo upgrade really just kind of falls back on what kind of, you know, power you're looking for. That's it. Yeah. So purpose. So what are you going to use this truck for? Is daily drivability more important to you than than dyno? Because you'll get very different turbos, especially on this platform. uh, And you're going to get very different results once we get up to that stage three of what that stage three looks like for you. If you're looking for just balls out peak power and you're going to do an S400 single on on your 12 valve with still stock injectors and whatnot, like we've seen it. Those those trucks have come through. They drive a certain way. It's not the way I would want my truck to drive. But if you care the most about hitting a big number on the dyno and you're willing to sacrifice some of that drivability, you could choose to oversize your turbocharger. But I think one of the things that's important as we talk about this, we've we've talked about this in the past, um, you got to know what the purpose of your truck is. No, that's a big thing, you know, and I think sometimes when you're starting to investigate what this is, you might not, you might not identify 
what's appropriate versus your purpose, right? Because there's a lot of mixed information on the forums. There's a lot of mixed information on the internet about what drivability is and, and what, what works with what application, you know, oh, this turbocharger is good for 600 horsepower. Well, this turbocharger is good for 600 horsepower too, but those two turbochargers that can support that 600 horsepower are going to drive and perform drastically different. And then where you're located in the country too, I think that plays a big role. Are you in a higher elevation? Are you at sea level? At sea level, you can tend to get away with a little bit more, or even where you're located as far as East Coast, West Coast, like the way you would modify a, a Cummins 12-valve truck you know, in the middle of nowhere versus how you would modify that truck in the state of California, probably a little bit different, or you would be a little bit more aware. Agreed. So, Agreed. Um, and then the transmission, you know, like that's 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 probably what I would be looking at before the turbo. In all honesty, if the turbo's in uh, well, good shape. If you were logical and practical, yeah. not, mo- I've not been the me one, or you or most of our I've been customers. one to upgrade the part sure. and then the trans fails and now I'm on a paperweight, right? <laughs> so like I've been there. So I've learned the hard way. Um, you know, so that goes for, you know, building and specking a transmission for the application. If it's an automatic, what's the power goal? Then you get into billet parts, you know, and all the expensive endeavors that that transmission has to offer. If you were lucky enough and you bought a manual trans, I mean, realistically, if you can find those things these days, usually you're not paying much for a clutch upgrade. It's a fraction of the cost. So, you know, just it's kind of like that preparation of, hey, you work hard for your money. You spend a lot of time wrenching on the truck on the weekends with the buddies. You know, you just want to make sure that, you know, the money and the time that you're throwing into it, it's not going to be wasted with a truck sitting there because it's broke down because we did things in a way that, uh, you know, failed the truck early. I remember the first time I talked to a clutch guy. It's funny you say that. So clutch is, like you said, fraction of the cost. Yeah. Um, dramatic difference in drivability based on the different setups you get in clutches and if you really want to know call a clutch manufacturer it turns out those guys know what they're talking only want to talk about organic clutch material i'm just well what or whatever the hot new thing is for them at that day right it's It's, they really do i have never talked to a clutch manufacturer that i felt wasn't very knowledgeable about their product line no i mean it's one of those things too i remember years back when i had my old five-speed truck you talk about ceramic clutch material versus organic um or kevlar or there's like a hybrid you can get clutches with both or one plates one one plates the other Tell you what, I had uh, Valer, Dan Valer from Valer Clutch, tell me to not do a ceramic single disc in my old, you know, 24 valve truck. Um, and I, fuck you, Dan, I'm doing it anyways because it was cheap, <laughs> right? It was the highest horsepower capable clutch for the money that I could afford at the time. Yeah. Um, that truck could never tow. Like, it was so spotty, you disengage the clutch, and the truck would just, like, hop. Like, it wasn't a, <laughs> a disengaged slip type thing. Like, super, super grabby. You couldn't tow, um, you know, a couple burnouts, a couple of, uh, you know, launches later, the clutch was done. Like, yeah. I, I think I maybe put 15,000 miles on it. So, <laughs> Dan, thank you for the advice. I learned the hard way. Right, um, right. I ignored it, but thank I ignored you. it. You, you were right. So, a second clutch had to be put in, and I could have taken his advice, spent the double the money the first time got the proper clutch to avoid 10,000 miles later having to replace the clutch with the clutch that he recommended in the first place right and saved myself a third of the money that I wasted plus labor the first time yeah so you know I, I paid 
double the money, and uh, I learned it. We've all been there. I learned it. We've all been there. Um, stage three, Chris, what what are we getting into? So I know for sure injectors, but there's a whole bunch of other things on these trucks yeah. that I think you guys start to start you, to tamper with. Usually when, and any of these engines, when we start talking, you know, um, injector upgrades or in the mechanical delivery valves as well, that's usually when I'm going to start talking head bolts to head studs. Okay. I'm going to talk valve springs. Okay, because remember, in the stage one, we we might have done governor springs, right? Um, Or maybe we want to upgrade those governor springs even further, and we want to make sure that valve train can handle that higher RPM. So it's usually, you know, push rods to support the added pressure of the spring, upgraded valve springs, um, and you kind of pair that to and spec that to the turbocharger configuration and the type of RPM you're going to spin. And when you're there, injectors, right? It's just right there. You're going to do that at that point. So I always say all the valve train stuff and the fueling is is going to be what you're going to do maybe you're going to upgrade the p-pump maybe you're going to add a lift pump into the mix all things that would be warranted based on the peak power right you're going to do more modification to an 800 horsepower truck than you are to a 550 600 horse truck <laughs> so you know it's that mild to wild you know at that point you know you're building a, a power output and your truck's a blank canvas to whatever you think your stage three would be yeah yeah no that, that's a really good point you know i mean stage three like we said this is running you up to the limit of crazy Right, so once you go past this, uh, it, it's a it, it's a full blown addiction. Yeah. Right, so so I think that's the the difference from a hobbyist. Uh, all right, so VP trucks. Um, all right, so what are we talking about? Ninety eight and a half to O two. Yep. Twenty four valve. Yeah. P or VP pump. Yeah. Um, this is so this is the rotary style pump. This this was your jam. Yeah. This is still your jam, isn't it? You, I, you still know, get this like soft I've still spot been for looking, these trucks. I've been looking for a while. If I could find, if I could find a truck that was very similar to my my L one that I had years yeah. back, I would definitely make a useless purchase just to have what I had when I was younger. I wish I never God, really you know how to sell me on a bad idea. You know, I, I, I love just, a useless purchase. I I do regret you know really hacking up that truck. I do know the owner of the shell. He put a common rail engine in it. Super super cool, but um, you know I'm around common rail all day long. A VP motor just you know resonates with me because that's really how I got started in this space. Yeah. So um, definitely something that I have a lot of experience in. Wasted a lot of money when I made no money yes. <laughs> back yes. then in learning. So. You know, yeah, the the platform I, I resonate well with. Now, now you kick these off pretty much the same as a as a common rail. You kick tuner intake exhaust. That's like I think again on the way home. That's the shit that's, you're ordering. Yeah, you know, it's that it's that edge comp box. It's that Quadzilla adrenaline. You know, yeah. it uh, it's gonna be that intake. Whether you want to do a filter, that was the truck that I drove that I oh, did really? the filter yeah, with. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the exhaust, depending on how how wild you want to get on an exhaust. The one thing that I would you generally put a stack on these. I, I had it. Yeah, I had it. I, I got it. I um, got it. The one thing, you know, that we have on here that, you know, I would consider, like if I was talking to a customer that I would consider educating them on, um, these trucks do have a lift pump, but they do become faulty, and the VP pumps do fail due to inadequate pressure being supplied. So I would even probably throw a lift pump early on on this truck to save yourself a That's like one of those learning pumps. things. That's one of those, like, exactly. bad teaching moments of, like, it is. It I've really done is. did it wrong. It is. St- Put the money in and just play just, it safe. If you plan on keeping the truck and it's a good truck, you know you're going to throw the money where the money needs to go. If you're going to spend seven eight hundred dollars on a tuner, you're going to spend seven eight hundred dollars on a lift pump. Especially considering it's 2023, yep. and you're buying a VP truck like that's 22, 24 years old, right? Yeah, you just like it's crazy to think like you, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like like you could you could have been born the 
an O two in this truck would still be Yeah. No, I mean twenty fucking one years yeah. old. So like I just was... just all you guys out there shopping right now on marketplace because you yeah. heard this and you're like, Oh fuck, cr- Chris likes Cummins, like I'm gonna go get a twenty four <laughs> valve two to be like Chris. Just pump the brakes remember whatever that purchase price is of the truck uh this is the shit that like guys do right away yeah right because driving a stock 24 valve truck in the year of 2023 is a very dated very unappealing (laughs) it doesn't feel as cool as you thought it would on the way there when you were shopping for it on marketplace i'll tell you that right now no definitely um okay so that that kind of gets you into the basics of stage one um Stage two, transmission turbo. So it's a Cummins. It needs a transmission pretty much if you're looking at it. Yeah. Um, Similar to the 12 valve, you know, yeah. auto spec it accordingly. Um, if it's a manual, a clutch, spec sure. it accordingly. Those are pretty. Uh, Turbos. Now you pretty much go to a 12 valve style turbo on these trucks. They're like, I know, like our HX35, HY35. Yeah, the HY35 is like the early, like, early 12 valve. And then HX35s were on 12 valves just as they were on 24 valves. Yeah. So that turbocharger is a cross reference, you know, across okay. those years. So yeah, you know, there's tons of turbo options that are on the market for those. Um, it's crazy, you know, us in the aftermarket and the stuff that we do, it's crazy to see some of the companies, you know, there's us, there's Fleece, BD, a couple others, that they've invested in to the old platform for drop-in style turbos because of the drivability characteristics. This is something I openly mocked our boss about, I yeah. mocked Nick about getting into doing the HX35 uh, Stealth 64 for his 24 valve yeah. that's down in the shop. And I was like, this... I don't get. I don't get it. Like, how many of these trucks could still be on the road that want to drop in charge? It's impressive when we see how many we. And, yeah. and then it's like super popular turbo, and guys love it, and the feedback about it is great. And I'm like. But how are there still trucks left but I that think, need a turbo? Well, I think it's crazy that you say that because yeah. it's we're located here in northern Illinois, right? Like Rust Belt fucking central, yeah, right? Yeah, you got 10 years before it rusts apart. Exactly. Like if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky. If you wash it. So <laughs> so it's crazy to me. Like, you know, we, we took a trip recently. We went down to Nashville, Tennessee. And you go down the back roads. You know, me and my girlfriend went to a couple wineries and stuff like that. Big and, brag. No, not a big brag. But <laughs> you know how many second gen trucks were floating around? Cherry, cherry, just cherry. Yeah. I know my dad so lives in, eight in hours northern south, Arkansas. And I cherry, felt the same situation. So yeah. you know, we know you know when you go out west and stuff, they treat their roads differently when it snows and stuff like that. So there is a wide range of of uh, area where these trucks are still preserved, you know, and those those things still do exist. Blows my mind. Um, all right, so if you're doing the turbo, you're doing the transmission, all the yeah. same recommendations on the transmission. Everything, I generally on these say overbuild. If you have the option to go yeah. well, with whatever the, the options are of billet, just if you can afford it or you know your girlfriend's parents can afford it, like just do it. <laughs> um, bro, if you never stole your girlfriend's parents' I've credit card to pay for a truck stole, car, you're not a real fucking I've never, never done that. That's playing. wild. Just playing. The one um, thing you haven't talked about is the big C logo. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Well, I was, what, getting, I was building what, when's up. What's the stage for that? What, 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 what stage does that it. mod was, come in? It's, it's next. It's literally next because once you've done the turbo and the transmission, you are officially a Cummins enthusiast. Okay, okay. And straight pipe. Well, you have to have a straight pipe. Yeah, yeah. If it's yeah. a muffled exhaust, you, you ain't shit. Bitch. It's got to be straight pipe. Um, agree. Totally, totally agree. Million with dollar this. question, Paul. Yeah. Sideways or straight? 
Are you doing the Cummins angle? On, are you doing the Cummins sticker on an angle on, on the an back angle, window? On an angle. Okay. Yeah, okay. big because it's so big. Yeah. Yep. It's the your Cummins scene needs to be so big that it takes up no less than, than one third. third of the yep. back window. You have to. Otherwise, you're not a real Cummins no, enthusiast. No. Don't do any little sticker bullshit. You're your big C, <laughs> big C sticker. Big, big C. Um, <laughs> for for our listeners, uh, Paul, you were you were making the gesture of the size of the C with your yeah. hands, like anyone can see you right 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 so only i get this humor i am i am i'm enjoying this It's for you it's all for you um so the big c stage two you're saying yeah yeah for sure for sure here's the thing there's too many of them bought when they're really stage ones i understand being a stage one you're not really a diehard yet um you're trying to earn you're you're trying to front street credit yeah you know when you're going down the road you're trying to buy clout i think is is what kids these days would say um what does stage three look like on that? Okay, okay, stage three. Hold on. Well, hold on. Where do you get in head studs on? Because we're on VP right now. I, I, Where do you get I treat it the same way. I usually do studs when I do injectors, unless they prematurely fail because the truck's had a hard life. I want to go under. I want to go in the valve cover one effing time. All yeah. right. Like I don't want to do it twice. For all of our listeners, I'm no mechanic, but I can work on these. Fire ring, O ring. Where, where I don't. Are we at? I don't. I mean, that's wild, wild. Like you're talking big, big power at that point. I think for the standard. I'm gonna tow on the weekends. I want to drive it. I want five, six hundred horsepower. Like I, I personally wouldn't. There are shops and other guys that would recommend otherwise. I've, always... I've heard, I've heard fire ring like anything over seven hundred horse. Yeah. So like I don't stage know. three and these these trucks now VP probably not the same common rail. I think we could talk horsepower and separate those two right yeah. because what you're gonna get out of a VP truck by doing injectors, a turbo, a transmission, and a tuner. Is very different on average compared to what you're going to get out of a common rail. Yeah, there's no, there's no. I mean, if two if different worlds, we're not even in the same ballpark. Two different worlds. Yeah. Uh, so for VP trucks, I, I guess good to know. So once you get into stage threes, like your injectors, your 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 pump, there's really not much for pumps. There's still one pump manufacturer there, out there. There's a few pumps. There's a few okay. modified pumps out there, but I think just the limitations of the pump from a mechanical capacity. Was it, was it called a monster pump? What was the well, real there was one, one guy, Monster Mike. He monster offered Mike. something. Okay. You can get modified pumps from Industrial. You can get modified pumps from Shy Diesel. Oh, They're yeah. really popular for, okay. for those pumps. Um, but from, uh, granted, it's been years since I've been in that. The most like reliable pump was just like a standard output stock VP44 pump. Yeah. You know, so... Maybe maybe times have changed. Maybe there's someone in that side of the business that have started to revamp what that is. And if you're maybe big some swinging cool dick in the VP world, give we us want a call. you on, we want yes. you on the podcast. Yes, like I want to talk VP for a session. Yeah, like I really I'm do. I'm gonna call in sick that day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just joking. Uh, okay, so let's see. Coolant bypass? Are we getting into that on the VPs? They still fucking around that. I know that's a big on the common rail. It, I've done a couple on those trucks. You know, it redirects the coolant back in uh, the back cylinder of the motor, so you get a, a wider, uh, a more even distribution of coolant across all six cylinders. Yeah. We see a lot when when Cummins engines fail and fatigue over time, um, especially in the common rails. You'll see like the rear cylinder, cylinder six. Um, Tend to get a little toastier than the front cylinders. Yeah, it might not so, be fucked, but it's, it's not definitely be fucked, had but more wear than the rest. Usually, that's where it is. So, okay. you know, the coolant bypass allows for you know the redirecting of coolant in the cylinder five, cylinder six. So, so, and and I think too, I think you could throw some of these. You could kind of push around. It's like, well, when, when are you in the truck? How far are you going? If you're only doing trans and turbo, and you're really not not doing anything else on stage two. You're probably not going to do the coolant bypass at that point. It's probably better mm-hmm. off just waiting to do the injectors and do it all do it right. all together at that shot, and that that's how you're going to do the build. That, 
that that's fine. It depends how cautious you want to be. Uh, but All really, depends. as you get into stage three, now we're talking injectors and C, or I'm sorry, injectors and pump. You're talking like you need to know the limits of again what your turbo system is, right? What your what your pump system is like like. What do you realistically I mean, have before you throw tons of fuel at it? Once you're once you're in a stage three esque you know type setup, like you've already identified the purpose of the build, you've identified, hey, I want X amount of horsepower. This is how I'm using the truck. Maybe you have a truck to tow this truck, and this is your show truck, or this is your you know I'm going to take it to the drag strip truck, or maybe this is your truck that hey I I use it on the farm. I haul hay. I use it to you know tow uh, tow toys around or whatever. Those are going to be two very different style builds per the application so you know it just really falls back on you know what you're using that truck for absolutely uh and as we move on to the common rail stuff i think it's important to keep in mind that with common rail we're going to potentially create a lot more horsepower than anything we've talked about so yeah. you're bang for the buck well the, the, on what you're buying like throwing a tuner on on your vp compared to throwing yeah. a tuner on your common rail is going to be a big difference well i also think like think of the baseline right like the lowest horsepower common rail was 305 horsepower yeah. right so 305 horsepower out of a common rail is almost 100 horsepower more than the second gen 24 or the the 12 elf now those differ, right? There's there's uh, 215 pumps, there's 180 pumps, 160 pumps, stuff like that. So you're, you're talking bare minimum baseline of 100 horse plus. So, you know, yes, we're going to be able to create more power, but these trucks started with more power from the factory. Right, right. That, that, that's a good point. That's a good so, point. Uh, stage Stages are real similar compared to the VP, like we said. So tuner intake exhaust pretty much your first stuff that's your stage one absolutely um, i don't think you can go on to stage two unless you have weather tech floor mats and i do mean name brand weather tech the most expensive option floor mats because well, every one of these trucks i've gotten into could have rust on every panel yeah. guarantee they got the nicest floor mats no, i've ever seen sure. and usually with that you know once again the c logo yeah the oh yeah, logo. yeah you gotta have the big c. um usually when you get into the stage two with the common rail uh, from my end a trans is the next thing because the turbocharger system has more to support yeah. the fueling system definitely has more to support you do up to like what like five five twenty on on a, a stock Turbo? Stock turbo? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. For the most part, you know, five five thirty. We've seen a ton of trucks in the five thirty range. You yeah. know, five twenty five thirty on stock charger. So we know we're going to have to address the trans. We know we're going to have to build the automatic to you know handle the abuse or put a clutch. Yeah. Um, but what's unique there is is now you take that truck, and all you have to do is you already have the trans. You swap out the turbocharger. That truck's going to be close to 600 with the proper or appropriate tuning. Yeah. You know, which is crazy. Now, this is where you could potentially pepper in, you know, coolant bypass or uh, you could throw in a lift pump. You know, these trucks do have factory lift pumps that are pretty adequate. Right. But, you know, um, that's where you could throw the money. If you know you're going to go to stage three, this yeah. is probably a good time to throw like lift pump and something. All the supporting mods. Probably yeah, the, the supporting way to go, mods right? are going to be there. Before you dive into that yep. stuff. So the truck's ready to take it. Um, Dumb things that I think guys forget about doing before they jump into stage three. In general, this could be across all all of these models, and probably if we do Duramax and all the other brands yeah. as well. Brakes, suspension, shocks. Why would I do that to a twenty five year old truck? I just, you, you know, most of these also <laughs> right around stage two. I'm just I'm like grinding my teeth so hard right now. So most of these around stage two. This is also when guys throw on rims and tires. Yeah, probably even before stage two. I, I see a lot of stock trans, stock turbo I mean, trucks. Kind of like one of the things, it's right? Like you, basic, that, right? That's that personalization of your truck. Yeah. You bought a blank canvas. You want to modify it to be your own. The best way to express that window tints, 
Cummins logo, all joking aside. Yeah, no, for You know, real, change yeah. up a couple of the cosmetics, headlight, taillights, but wheels and tires are a big thing. And what a lot of guys do is they put a big tire on a stock trans. And then and th- and then they throw a tuner at it. Yep. And then now their speedo's correct, so now they can see how fast they're going, oh, which yeah. is usually a sad thing to see in a data log. And 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then the log was recorded in Mexico. Right, 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 right. No geo tracking in, in that. <laughs> um but yeah, so 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 you see this situation where, where they do, they burn out the trans, and then, again, if you know you're going to go big in the future, well, you could probably get away with doing like an upgraded drop-in, and then if you really want to hit stage three hard, where we're, we're starting to get into injectors, maybe that's the time you also throw a twin kit at it. Common rail, what, what do you think a common rail stock block is good for? Like, like I throw the turbo, the trans, I do all the supporting mods, I do the injectors and CP3, I go big. I go like 12 mil, 150 overs. Okay. What... What do you think the stock block is good up to? I mean, I think there are there are guys, right, and this is probably one of the more controversial topics in the Cummins world. Oh, I know. We've had trucks 1,000, 1,200 horsepower, right? And we've, we've seen those trucks stay together, surprisingly. Um, until they didn't. Until they didn't. That's, um, I just want to know, <laughs> every one of those guys that I know that's hit that number on a dyno or even multiple dynos, I don't know of anybody that it hasn't ended with eventually letting go. So, do you remember uh, one of our customers, one of my good friends, John Flamont? He had a yeah. white four door 06. That truck had probably 80 or 90 low 10 second passes between 10 3 and 10 6. Okay. okay. That truck was put back to stock and sold. The no motor shit. never came out of it. So, like, there are those guys. Okay. Like, those do exist. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think torque torque is the the key player here. Torque's what's going to hurt these engines. Um, you know, pluck a rod out the side, what have you. Right. So um, it depends. You know, I think if if you're going to go single turbocharger and you're going to keep that torque out of the bottom end, you know, you could probably do you know eight eight fifty maybe nine hundred. You know, with a creative tuner doing what they need to. Um, if if you're going to go twin turbo and you're going to get that real quick spool, you're going to do a stock over a seventy five, a stealth over an eighty. You know, something that you're gonna have a we- real wide power band, something that comes in really heavy down low. You know, maybe six, uh, seven, seven fifty, right? Just because of that torque number. So I think it just really comes down to playing with the torque and where it comes in. Yeah. But you know, usually I would say 700, 800 horsepower. Okay, okay. That's I, I was thinking like yeah, eight nine hundred. I think that's what I've told people. Right? right? I mean, it's like you can push it to eight nine hundred. I'm not gonna promise it's gonna live forever. The harder you work it. The yeah. shorter its life is going to be. That's just what it is. Uh, but we've seen a lot of guys at that somewhere in that range. Somewhere I think we both agree. Somewhere between seven and nine hundred. It's crazy um, to look back now, Paul. You can do it, and it's it's not it's not the end of the world. It's crazy to look back now, and like you know, we've been we've been here now. You know, me nine years, you ten years, and it's crazy to think of that window of like fourteen to seventeen. That everybody had stock bottom end thousand horsepower. It was Cummins. a big like, That's deal. all you had. Like oh, I got hundred, hundred fifties, big yeah. single turbo. Like that was S-400, a four hundred. Yep. yep, twelve mil pump. Yep. I remember when twelve mil pumps came out. That's yep. how old I am. Yep. Um, so like yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's nuts to think. I, I remember selling a twelve mil pump to a guy, and I'm like, you don't like we could just do a ten mil. It's no problem. He's like, oh, I heard Extergy has that twelve mil out. It's yeah. like yeah, they do. I don't think you need it for your bill. He's like. I gotta have it. And no, like it's it, it was like a gotta have it part. Like no. and same thing with like guys running S four hundred singles on on five nine third yeah. gen Cummins. It's just like it, it was just every day. No, it's just every day. And I think you know, there's still those guys right that are early on in this space that 
gather the information that was once provided years back and they want to relive that. Yeah. But I also feel like just like we've aged, we've gotten older, our wants, needs, and the things that we do have changed from past experience. I don't think you could prove that. (laughs) We have a lot of guys, a lot of customers that will call in and they have that same mindset. You know, they've had the same truck for 10, 12 years. I just got off the phone with a gentleman out of California yesterday, you know, uh, did a ton of drag racing, LOI Duramax, you know, thousand horsepower, twin turbo, all yeah. the nastiest of the nasty. Well, his motor's back at SoCal. He's doing a fresh motor. And you know what? He's going to do a single turbo, wants to cap it off around 750, wants to still have fun on the street, yet he wants it to be more reliable. Yeah. Right? So you see that kind of shift change. And, you know, getting to the coming stuff, I don't see as many big S400 single turbos like we once did, but we do start to see more drop-in style chargers or, you know, well, added you turbos. You can make 7,800 horsepower. You can, but that wasn't around. That wasn't around You can actually ago, get, get some of that spool up back. and yeah. like, Yeah, no, it is. It, and listen, like, I've driven these these larger horsepower third gen Cummins especially it's probably one of the few trucks i have like so a fun. lot of seat time in on the street of so being fun. stupid and um it really is so fun i mean i joke about it about like driving them every day but yeah. like you know what you don't remember five years later is driving them every day you remember the the the, the stoplight you got wild oh yeah like that's what you remember just the the forces pushing you back and like the force on your chest as you're getting pushed back into yeah. the seat like that's fun. Like yeah. torque, torque is something you re, you live it, and like you just you got to have more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have some feedback for us, we'd really appreciate it. Great place to do that is if you're listening on an iPhone, jump over to the Apple Podcast app where you're listening. Rate and review uh, really really helps out the show and helps more people find us. Or uh, diesel performance podcast page. Yep. Right, our Facebook page. Um, you know, we're going to start being a little bit more active on there, I think. Uh, we want to start getting some feedback for uh, potential interviews and potential topics as we move forward. Paul, I mean, it's no secret, the other day you and I were uh, brainstorming, yeah. you, me, and uh, producer Justin going through, you know, what does 23 look like? What do our listeners want to listen to? That's right. So. We'd love your feedback. Give us some ideas. It's on you. Make it good. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, hey, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. (laughs) Yeah, all the badasses. (laughs) 